He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. All right, welcome in everybody to The Mix, episode four, I believe it is. We've got U.S. Open preview this week. It is a major week. It's a major week. We should be excited. We should all be happy. Avid golf fans like me, the four weeks out of the year, five including the players, they're big weeks. They're big weeks. I enjoy watching every bit of golf that I can, whether I work or not, besides the point. I'll preface this a little bit why the majors weeks tend to mean so much to me. I usually do a little bit of a draft pick them with 10 other, 10 other people that we do every year for the majors makes it a little bit more fun along with the betting slate, getting into our picks and whatnot. But first we'll break down a little bit of the course. We're at winged foot, winged foot country club golf course. Nonetheless, whatever. We've got a 7,400-yard golf course this week, which is incredibly long for those that don't know. We've got a par 70 golf course. I believe it's going to play a little bit different than it did when we were last year in 2006 for the U.S. Open. I believe they're changing up the pars on a few of the holes. I believe number nine is one of them. We'll get into that a little bit as we're going through the course a little bit. We'll start by talking off some conditions. The conditions look and seem to be, from what I'm hearing, very, very difficult. Very difficult, and that could be, not be better news for me. To be honest, it's something I love, love, love to watch, is just people struggle playing the game of golf because it makes it look make the, makes these pros look a lot more like the average, average Joe golfers, like myself and everyone else out there, included the guys that have to grind every hole for pars. It's, just, it's a lot more fun to watch than just a bunch of birdie fests. And honestly, I'm getting sick and tired of watching them. And I, I'm really excited to have the U.S. Open back. It's one of the one of the majors that you get a little bit more carnage every year, and everybody is gonna gonna shit on the USGA like they do every year for the course conditions. And that's all well and fine. And honestly, I don't hate the USGA for it. They're gonna get bitched at for making the course as hard as they do, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Some of these pins, yes, you can make you can make arguments. They're they're certainly unfair. It. It happens. Listen, you can't push the edge of the envelope and not not get a few a few bad pins here and there. Yeah, should they think it out a little bit more? Probably. Should these guys know what they're doing on their home golf course that are setting it up? Yeah, probably. But I think when you're trying to push the envelope and you're trying to get some of these these different pins, I think it's important to to push it as far as you can. And sometimes you're going to get a bad pin, and it's unfortunate sometimes. But I think. That's what comes with making a challenging golf course. I think the last major that we had, the PGA Championship, was actually played very fair. And I also think coming down the stretch in the, in the FedEx Cup playoffs, I thought that the BMW played phenomenally. I thought Olympia Fields did phenomenal with the way they set up the golf course. The winner was only four under, I believe, DJ. Went up four under. And I, I couldn't be more pleased with how that, that tournament went. I think more golf courses that set up like that are going to be something that I think we should see in the future. I think, yeah, it's great for TV and whatever, and that's what's going to drive it because that's what the tour does. And 
it is what it is. The PGA Tour has all all of the all of the power when it comes to that type of stuff, and you can't really control that. But I'm I'm still going to sit here and advocate for for some different types of courses. Get into the defending champ a little bit. Gary Woodland won last year at minus thirteen at Pebble Beach. It's a place where I kind of expected it to be that way. I think Pebble Beach just sets up easier for a lot of people. They have more experience there. They're more used to it. It gets played every year, so I, I think it was a spot where minus thirteen wasn't out of the out of the picture at all. And I think I think Gary Woodland, these conditions could be prime for him. Yeah, his game may not be in the best form, but I think Gary Woodland could make another run this year. We'll see. And we'll also get to the the two time U.S. Open winner Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka, he's withdrawn. And I think it's he hasn't been playing good golf. Hasn't been playing good golf whatsoever. And I think it's to be honest, if you if you're anywhere near eighty percent healthy for a major, I have no idea where, why the hell you're not playing. I have no idea why the hell you're not playing. You played nine weeks straight or whatever before the FedEx Cup playoffs and then decided to opt out after I don't I just don't get it. I think it's I think it's soft. I think it's if he's not health, I mean, look at this guy. I mean, he's a pillar of health. I mean, he's a, he's a goddamn athlete, and I, I just don't see why he's not playing. It doesn't make any sense to me. I would never, I would never try to. I would do everything in my power to make all of the majors. He sat out however many weeks it is now three, three, four weeks to get up for this major, and and we can't be playing this this week. I just don't get it. Well, I I think I did also forget to mention the purses twelve million this week, which is what the entirety of the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, is uh, three million more than the entire purse of this golf tournament, which is just wild to think about. But nonetheless, twelve million million up top or four to split up up top, going to be a couple million for the winner most likely, and spread on down. But we'll head on into the the big golfer next. Bryson DeChambeau, coming off not great playoffs. He did, he's not playing well. He went after his small stint that he had right before coming into the playoffs. He's not playing well. And the small spurt, you can't hold consistency with with driving it as far as he has. Yeah, it's impressive. It's it's incredibly impressive. And I think the model works when when you're on, but when you don't, you need to figure out how to lay back. And I just don't know if he's he's getting there yet. I think some holes, yes, he's figuring it out. He's being smarter, but in the overall scheme of things. I'm not sure that it's going to happen. I I don't know. Most of these courses aren't going to fit well for him. Some are. Some are you're going to be able to take it over places. And yeah, he's just going to go win those golf tournaments, but I just don't get it. I don't I don't know exactly where I'm at because yes, I think that he is going to be very dominant when he's hitting it as straight as he was for that that small sport spurt of those tournaments over the summer. I think it's going to be tough for him to hold up over a career, let alone a few years, a few months, it's it's going to be tough. And you can't keep it all together at once. It's very hard to do. And I think this is going to be where Bryson struggles for, for a while. He'll figure out here from time to time. But nonetheless, Bryson's Bryson. He's going to try to keep evolving the game, trying to out, outthink it. And that's all well and good. Good for him. He's... I, I I liked it. I wa- I liked watching it because it was fun. It was headlights every headlines every week, and I don't know. I just I wish they would highlight it more. Honestly, now that he's he's being as as shit as he is now, he played incredibly bad in the last two FedEx Cup events, and I mean he 
he dropped from like eighth to twenty second or something in the in the tour championship. So I I don't get it. It's it's gonna be a hard, a model that's hard to do and it is what it is. We'll get into the cat a little bit. Big the big cat. Tiger Woods. For those who don't know who I'm talking about. Love Tiger Woods. Big Tiger Woods fan. I'll get that out there right now. I'm going to cheer for him basically no matter what. I'm not really going to pick him in a lot of fantasy stuff just because of how overused he is. He just gets terrible lines. It's hard for me to do something like that, especially in the majors. Although, shout out to Jack S. Getting a 16-1 to at the Masters a few years back. That was incredibly awesome to, to watch. But, nonetheless, the cat. I think the cat could have a good week this week. I think if he drives it well... He could be certainly in, in contention. I don't see why he wouldn't. The, the, the key is going to be driving on this golf course. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with, with thinking the cat's going to be in contention if he drives it well because of how well he, he hits approaches. But he's going to need to find the fairways. If he doesn't do that, just like the rest of the field, you're going to struggle. We're hearing reports of people losing golf balls less than, less than 10 feet off of, the, off of the fairways. I mean... It's going to be some brutal rough this week. It's going to be a survival of the fittest, in my opinion. It's going to be a lot of carnage, which I can't wait. Again, I cannot wait enough for. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this week. Moving into Xander Shoffley. I think Xander Shoffley is going to win this golf tournament. I have a ticket. I have him 16-1. to I don't care if it's low. I don't care. Xander Shoffley is playing some incredibly good golf down the stretch. He made a good run at catching DJ in the Tour Championship. And he's, I think he's driving the ball incredibly well. Right now we got Xander Shoffley. He is. Xander Shoffley is not playing par 70s incredibly well from what I can see. We've got, let's see now. We're, gonna, we're getting into some strokes gained statistics. Xander Shoffley is fourth in strokes gained total. This year, and I think, you know, off the tee, he's 11th approach. He's 33rd. Yeah, the approach isn't that great, which I don't I don't think it's necessarily going to have to be all that great if he just gets in the fairway. I think if he gets in the fairway, he hits 70% of the greens, which is an unreal rate, unreal rate. And when you're uh, excuse me, 12th in strokes gain putting, you're hitting putts, you're making 20 footers. It's 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 good to be hitting 70% of greens and you're going to you're going to be rolling in more putts. For birdie, you're going to be still having the ones you hit tight, tapping those in. I think Xander Shoffley is an incredibly good pick this week. Although he may not play par 70s all that well, I think the U.S. Open, he hasn't finished less than less than eighth. Less than eighth in the three years that he's played it. Are you kidding me? 16 to 1? Yeah, let's, let's give it another shot. Why not? Why not? I think he's incredibly consistent, uber consistent. I mean, this guy's not going to go anywhere for a long time. Long time. I love watching him. He's got a smooth... Pure butter swing, pure butter swing. Wish I could do that. Be a lot more fun for me to get out get out there nowadays rather than just going out there and getting hammered. And drinking away the reasons why I suck at the game of golf, but that is what it is. Xander Shoffley I like this week. We'll get into Rory now. Rory's got to find the goddamn driver. I mean, yeah, we get it. We, you know, that's, that's the staple of your game, Rory. That's a staple of your game. You're going to have to find it sooner rather than later. That's what that's what propels him to the top of the leaderboards when he's he's on his game and he stays there for a long time. When he's got the driver figured out, he goes on long stretches of top five finish, finishes. But right now, 
he's hitting 56% of the fairways, and you can't have that. You cannot have that, Rory. This week especially, if he finds fairways, again, I think it's a spot where Rory could contend. He's starting to find a little bit of form. He really is. He's starting to find the form. He's just got to put it all together at once, I think, and he's going to be at the top of the leaderboard again. It's been a while since we've seen a Rory McIlroy major. I, I think it'd be fun to, to see. It'd be fun to maybe have a Rory McIlroy ticket. I don't really want to miss out on it. It would suck. But nonetheless, I, I'm, I'm cheering for Rory. I'm a Rory fan. Wasn't always that way, way back when, when he was winning all these golf tournaments. But I, I'm a fan of the grinder, Rory. I'm a fan of him. It's 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 fun to watch him miss three foot putts and out again, and him grind over these putts. But when he's he's got he's on it, he he really is, man. He's the best player in the world when he is. Just like a few of these other these other players at the top. It's just when everybody when somebody's got everything going, they're the best player in the world, and it's it's shifting back and forth. But everybody's not going to have it, you know. For a few months at a time, let alone a couple weeks. So we'll get into Patrick Cantley now. This is a guy, man, it's just weird seeing his numbers on the betting slates. It's they just hop around everywhere. Sometimes he's 18 to 1, sometimes he's 30 to 1. I just can't get a read on this guy. His strokes gain numbers are incredibly sorry, excuse me, consistent. He's an incredibly inconsistent player. He's not gonna lose himself a lot of the golf tournaments he's in. He hangs around par if he's playing bad, and if he's not, he's he's going to be around the lead. I like Patrick Cantlay this week. I do. I don't know what it is. He's a grinder. The name just sticks out to me this week. I think he's going to have a have a good time with this golf course. Among other people, Colin Morikawa, another name I want to talk about a little bit. Colin Morikawa, not great in the short game aspect of things, but second in ball striking, that's huge. 14th in strokes gained total, eh. Three in strokes gained approach. Man, he just nails it. But he's going to have to get off the tee just like everybody else, which he is. Which he is 15th. Wow, that's better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, it's just he's got a butter swing as well. It's it's just nails. It's just nails. He hits the ball incredibly far, incredibly straight. A better Henrik Stenson, if you will, per a tweet I saw. Better Henrik Stenson, and I that Henrik Stenson's another guy I look to this week. I mean, he plays par 70s well. Tough courses he plays well. Why not? Why not find that number somewhere? I don't know. I think you're going to have to look for grinders, guys that, that are going to grind it out, stick around par. It's it's just it's going to be difficult this week. It's going to be very difficult this week. I'm curious to to find somebody, some of those names. I I don't I don't have a full card yet. I'll probably release that on Wednesday. But Nonetheless, should have a full card with some matchups as well. Haven't looked at the matchups yet. I know that they're out. Haven't got to that yet, it being a Monday Monday night. Nonetheless, we're going to the course preview now a little bit. Going to go through the course, some holes that I, I, fig- I figure are going to be interesting this week. Uh, number number one, hole number one kind of stuck out to me, dog leg left, fun starting hole. Fun starting hole. It's a dog leg left that's going to narrow narrow towards towards the dog leg in the landing zone, if you will. And it's incredibly tough green. It's going to be one that, that I think are going to stump, stump players. And this is, a, this, is a, this is a green that I think is going to produce some, some bogeys for sure on a starting hole. You're going to see a lot of, a lot of plus one through ones on, on your stat cast and whatnot. But nonetheless, a tough hole. I think they're all going to be tough holes. The par threes are going to play, be playing incredibly, incredibly difficult this week. Getting into the course breakdown a little bit here. Number three is the next hole. 
I found to be be playing going to be playing incredibly difficult. We've got a par three, two hundred and forty three yards. LOL, LOL. I'm hitting driver into that currently. I can't hit a driver more than two hundred and forty yards. These guys are going to hitting fives, five irons, four irons. I mean, it's a long, long par par three. I think it's it's one you're going to have to just make par on and move on, make par on and move on. I think. You know, you're going to have to be able to get up and down out of the sand this week. I think that's going to be incredibly important. I mean, these long par fours, you're going to be you're going to be out of place here and there. And it's, it's just going to be tough. The driving accuracy is below average and then the average tour event. So is the greens of regulation. So is the scrambling here. Just this course is going to play hard. It's going to. The the conditions, the course, it all it all leads up to that. Average three putts for a round is is higher. Higher, it's roughly over 0.4 average three putts more around here than any other average tour event. I think that's interesting. I mean, you're going to have to, it's going to test all facets of your game. It really is. The single round scores, uh, I mean, they're high. I mean, par 70 and their, their average is probably 73, 72, 73. Might find a cut bet out of at a Rick Dobb here this week. Might bet the cut number. That's always fun fun lines to to bet. Man, just looking at the, the overview of this golf course, it's gonna be tough. The first hole is the number one hardest hole on the entire golf course. A lot of bogeys. Thirty four point three percent of bogeys, eight percent doubles or worse. I mean, it's gonna be tough, folks. It's really gonna be tough. The par fours. Average strokes gained by top 10 finishers are are higher for the par fours. I mean, you're going to have to. These are going to be some long par fours, and we'll get into this a little bit more. Number six is a, a short par four, actually, one of, the, one of the few on the golf course, but a hole I find very interesting. Hole six is a risk-reward par four. It is only 321. It's, I mean, very, very tough. It, around the green, it's, it's a narrow, narrow fairway, and around the green, there's plenty of bunkers. Right in the landing area where these guys are going to want to put it, they're I'm, I I predict seeing guys lay back more on this hole this week. I don't think they want to be in the rough. I really don't. Even getting up and down for birdie out of the rough is going to be tough this week. Even around the greens, you might miss on the right side of things, and yes, that might work. But I don't I don't really see that for this par four. I think more people are going to lay back than not. I don't know. Carrying the bunkers isn't going to be a problem if they want to try to land that in that little little landing area between the, the green and uh, a patch of bunkers about 280 yards out. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's going to be, I think you could, there, there's going to be a lot of pars. Yes. But I think that, that people could make a bigger mess of this hole than it's, they're giving it credit. Next we'll happen to number 10. Uh, actually, we'll on the, on that note, we'll, we'll happen to number nine first. We'll just, We'll just talk about how they're changing it to a par five. The last time they played here, they actually had it as a par four. I believe they extended it. It's playing 565, which isn't that bad for a par five. It's got it's got a weird weird tree that you can't really get to the green into. I don't I don't believe actually is that. Excuse me, I'm talking about the par five on the back. But nonetheless, I don't know. I think the par threes are going to be where if if you can find your birdies on them, or excuse me, the par fives. Find your find your birdies on the par fives will help you be extremely successful successful this week. I think if you just play them as three shot holes, man, 
These guys just hit their four irons into the fairway, play them as three shot holes. I don't see why they're going to have a problem with any par five, let alone these. But I don't know. I think that's what you got to do at, at tough golf courses. You got to go find your birdies. You got to you got to know your birdie holes, your auto birdies, if you will, as I've discussed before. I think it's incredibly important to do, and I think the par fives will be semi-gettable, but we will certainly find out this week. I think people are going to get in trouble hitting driver off the tees on these par fives this week. I think they're going to get in the rough, find them in trouble, and making some big numbers. You're going to have to keep it in the short stuff. It's a big theme this week. Big, big theme. Number 10 is a 214 par 3. Again, another long one. Number 11 is a, uh, fun, a fun par 4 at that. Uh, number 12 is a 633-yard par 5. And you've got to hit the fairway. This was, this was the one I was discussing with the tree. You can't really get at it at two and two, even if you hit driver. The tree on the left is about 80 feet tall. You're not going to be able to hit over it with a lot of a lot of the higher clubs that you're going to hit into these greens, especially being it being 633 yards. You can't get a three wood that high, in my opinion. I don't think. I haven't seen it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if you if you don't hit the fairways. Number 13 is another par three, another 200 200 yard plus par three. I mean. This course has got it in for him, and if the greens firm up, it's it's just it's going to be tough. And three putt avoidance, I think, I think it's gonna, it's going to be important to finding a winner this week. I don't know. You're going to have to find your easy holes. There's not many of them. Five, six, seven may play a little easier this week. Finding a lot of birdies on hole number five. Let's see here. Five, six, seven all have a positive birdie rate of 10 plus percent. 11, 12, 13. You might be able to find some birdie stretches in there, but man, coming home, you got 14, third hardest hole. And 18 ties for the first hardest hole with the first. So it's it's gonna play tough this week. It's gonna play incredibly tough. Even even the easier holes aren't that easy. A lot of these easy holes are just holes that you're finding pars at. It's not. It's just interesting seeing some of these holes. One and two, eight and nine, all have a 34% bogey rate or above. Same with 14, 17, and 18, all have a 36% or higher bogey rate. It's just crazy to me. Crazy to me this week. Some sleepers down down the line. I don't know. It's it's again. It's tough picking sleepers that, especially players that that aren't aren't incredibly have all those facets of the of the game down. I think we'll look to man, Scotty Scheffler WDing this week. Tough scene. Got the vid. Hate to see it. Adam Scott, Adam Scott, Tommy Fleetwood, all names that intrigue me. As I said, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa. Kisner, Kisner plays well at these these par seventies. Jordan Spieth in the in the ditch, <laughs> which he should just retire. I mean, his game's just falling off. Man, I wish he could find it again. But man, I these these courses, the way they're setting up, how long they are, I don't know if they're just going to set up for him anymore. And it's going to be hard for him to win golf tournaments, which you really hate to see. You really hate to see for Jordan Spieth. Bubba Watson, sure. Kind of like him this week. He's long. He can scramble. He's kind of finding the putter as of late, which is which is good to see. Phil Mickelson will hop into him while we're at the back end of this. He, 
I believe this is the tournament. He lost a two-shot lead going into 18. He doubled, goes into a playoff, and then he ends up losing in 2006. And it's just it's funny to see a better place 45k on him, and he's joking on Twitter about going and winning. Which, man, maybe if the short game's there, I don't know. I mean, he's going out winning Champions Tour events. I don't know. I don't know. Moving down the line a little bit. Again, Henrik Stenson did say something about him. He'll probably get a bet somewhere here and there. Alexander Noren, Grinder. I mean, these are all guys that are going to go out and absolutely grind. Absolutely grind. Is Thomas Peters in the field? Where is that coming from? Wasn't he out doing something on planes? <laughs> Christian Bazanehoot. Shout out Owen Long for that pronunciation. Adam Long, Grinder. I don't know. Man, this field's massive, though. Nonetheless, should be set up for a good week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm going to come out with a card later this week. I hope the USGA has some fun with them, this one. Give them, give us the carnage that I want, nonetheless. I don't know. I have a lot of fun doing these, if you can't tell. It's pretty fun, easy to talk about. Also, maybe maybe tweet out what, what who I draft this week. And again, it kind of sucks. I'm kind of getting out the players I want to have this week, but oh well. Hopefully, I don't get them swiped in the first and second round. Actually, I, actually, I end up ended up uh, picking the winner in the PGA Championship. Had Colin Morikawa. Actually, had DJ as well. It was an incredibly good spot in the PGA. We picked a winner. We actually had him thirty to one as well. It was fun to have that card. I also had DJ's number. I believe that one was twenty-two to one. Which why not bet him at twenty-two to one? You're never going to see that again. I picked him right before he got it back into that big, big stretch of eight or nine weeks that he had, which was nice to have. It was a fun spot to be able to be in a spot where I could hedge, I could not. I ended up putting more on DJ. He ended up losing, but I actually had the the two leaders coming down the stretch, which was which was really nice. Nonetheless. Caught a 30 to 1 winner. That was good. I expect Colin Morcow to play well in majors moving forward. I think he's just an absolutely nails golfer. And uh that that kind of does it this week. I won't I won't try to prolong this really too much more. We broke down the, the the course, who I like, some of the big stories this week. One other thing I will add, the Caddy Shack, Danny Noonan, caddying this week at the US Open. Rocking his hat. I see it on Twitter. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, with that being said, so we'll go over the schedule a little bit for the rest of the week. Again, we'll have on Wednesday, we will have the NFL and NCAA previews getting into the big games of the week. Well, we should have better ones this, this, this coming week. Getting into the conferences now a little bit more. And the NFL slate, fun as always. We've got the Steelers and the Giants going on right now. I actually placed a bet on... The Giants plus five and a half, and I asked you guys. I asked you guys what you thought about the the Titans Steelers. I need to get a bet in on that one. I'm not sure if it started by now. It is 8:02 p.m. on a Monday night, so we'll see. Hopefully, I can go find find a live one there. And with that being said, we've got Triangle Sharps on Friday. Can't wait to do that one again. We've got more guests coming on this time, some more fun ones, and I look to have a lot of fun with that. With that being said, we'll get into the ad ready type stuff. I just, I really have enjoyed all the support from you guys interacting with me, 
you know, giving me kind words and whatnot. I really appreciate that. Keep sharing it. We're on Apple now, which is huge. Couldn't be happier about that. Go and make sure to give that a five star review if you, if you guys like it. It really helps out the channel. Helps it helps it grow. Helps it show up on Apple. That's how that's how that happens. I don't know algorithm al- uh, algorithms and bullshit. I don't know much about it. I know it helps, and I know you guys will be able to go out of your way. Hopefully, take a couple seconds and give a good review. That mean a lot to me, as well as on Spotify and then Google Podcasts as well. Now, if people are listening on there. Other than that, patreon.com, talk about it a little bit. Go check it out, patreon.com slash Melrose Media. Check out the tiers. We've got exclusive content on the way. Once I'm getting more comfortable with this, I'm getting better at it, getting more fluent, hopefully creating more better content for you guys. And I'm hoping to do that. I'm trying to increase the level of content uh, after ever, after, uh, geez, Louise. after every episode, nonetheless, and... Something I look on keeping improving at. And that being said, we will see you guys on Wednesday. We've got a heavy beginning of the week here, but it's a big week nonetheless. We're getting back into the swing of sports. Couldn't be more excited. That being said, let's kick it, guys. We'll see you next time. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith.